Oh, hello, and welcome to the Real Talk Podcast with your host, Coach T. This is episode 32, where we talk mom guilt. And I say we because this week, I have the honor to host a wonderful human and mama from the golden coast of Australia. Her name is also Tanya. Tanya has been married to her love at first sight husband for over 30 years, and she has been blessed with three children, two boys and a girl. Tanya has dealt with a ton of mom guilt, and today we really dial into that. We dial into putting everyone first in her family, not allowing herself to take time for herself, and when she did take time for herself, all the guilt that was wrapped around it for doing so. So if you're a mama of one, of two, of many, who potentially experiences feeling guilty occasionally, frequently, or lives in a permanent state of guilt, you're really, really going to enjoy this episode. So stay tuned. Hello, good morning. Hi, good afternoon. Oh no, good evening for me. (laughs) How are you? I'm really good. I'm fantastic. I've just actually, I've just gotten back from yoga, so I'm feeling very zen. Oh, so nice. Regular yoga, hot yoga? Just uh, yin. So it's very, yeah, long, slow holds, very relaxing. It's That's my thing. Three nights a week, that's where I am. I love yin. I love, love, love yin. So good. Yeah. Just stay yeah. in the position for a solid five to seven minutes, no problem, longer, and it's just so relaxing. You walk out of there, you feel like you're on a cloud. Yeah, yeah, yoga stoned. I walk out yoga stoned. <laughs> I love that. I love that expression. Yoga stoned. I've never heard of that. I wanted to first of all say thank you so much for um, accepting the invitation to be on my podcast. And for everyone out there listening, I'm super excited to let you guys know that I have another Tanya with a Y on the other side of the world, uh, dialing in from Australia. And today we are talking specifically to moms out there. And we're talking about how you may not agree with this statement, but as a mom, you're allowed to have your cake and eat it too. And we're going to start off this conversation and Tanya's going to kick this off. And we're just going to have a little bit of discussion around that. And uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. So Tanya, let's do this. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this for days. so glad thank you for having me um yeah I think the like the main message for me um as a life coach for you know busy working mums and like all mums are busy so the big message that you know that I'm trying to get across to to my clients is that you know being a mum isn't all you can be that's not all you are and I found with my own experience that I um, I gave away so much of myself. You know, I, I fell into that, the, the belief that the more I sacrificed and the more I went without, the more that demonstrated what an amazing mum I was. Um, and the fact that, you know, I was exhausted and I was overwhelmed and I was absolutely fucking miserable and I was getting to the point where I was, resenting my family for the amount of of myself that I was putting into um, them and their happiness and their needs and not getting any of that in return and believing that that was their responsibility when in fact it was mine so 
a lot of mums that I talk to, they're like, oh, I wish I had time to do this or I wish I had time to do that. And the fact of the matter is that nobody's going to give you that time. No one is going to like walk up and say, listen, Dal, you know, yeah, we love you. You've been doing so much for the family. Take a day out for yourself. Go and, you know, get a massage or whatever. They, that just doesn't happen. And it's not because they don't love you. It's just that because they're so used to you being there for them 24-7 that it doesn't cross their minds. And so that when you want that time, you have to make it for yourself. So that's that's the big message that I wanted to get across. If you've got goals and dreams that you want to chase after, then you need to make the time to do that. Not, you know, I'll wait until the kids get older because no matter what age they are, they I mean, I love my kids to death. I've got three kids, 21, almost 20 and 12, and I love them to death, but they can drive you fucking nuts. And even the adults, like my boys are adults and there's still shit that I have to, you know, worry about and help them navigate through. And so it never ends. Um, And I just don't think that it's feasible and reasonable and acceptable for mums to be made to wait or to believe that they have to wait until their kids are, you know, grown up and moved out before they can do anything. Because, you know, I don't, like, I, I wanted to travel now. I don't want to wait until I'm grey and I'm, like, hopping on and off a Trafalgar coach because that's the only thing that I'm, you know, that I'm okay to do. <laughs> I, I mean, love how you use the Trafalgar coach as an example. That made me laugh because it's so accurate where you just see people of a certain demographic and age walking off that bus and you're going holy fuck I don't want to be that person no no I don't and and the reason why I say that is because way back when before my husband and I had kids we um we did a Kentucky tour like we weren't very adventurous when it came to going overseas and all that sort of stuff and we just wanted to go overseas and have everybody take care of everything for us so we did a Kentucky tour and everywhere we went the Trafalgar bus like pulled up with all the antiques on it <laughs> so there was the Contiki tour and the antiki tour and I was like I'm, I'm not doing that I ain't doing that when I'm like 70 and 80 I'm like, I just want to like you know I want to travel now or like you know I can you know get lost and wander around Venice and you know whatever I want to do I can do it I, I, I'm dying of laughter inside for a couple of reasons. And I, I'm going to go back to what we're talking about. But I love how you also share Kentucky. I resonate with that so much because when I was in my mid-20s, I had just graduated uni. I took several months off before going into the workforce. I said, I've been in school back to back for like 22 years. Fuck this shit. I'm going to take a break because I'm never going to get a break to take a couple of months off. And as much as I traveled here and there, it wasn't the same. And I had booked myself a Kentucky. I think it was one of the largest ones they had at the time, which was like a total of like 60 days. And we started in like the UK and France and Germany. We did the whole thing, gone down to like Egypt and all around Croatia. And every single time the Kentucky bus would park, of course, other tour buses would be there and there would be that famous Trafalgar bus. And I remember telling myself the same thing as you, which is, I don't want to wait till I'm 75 to travel and do all the things. I want to do the things now. I want to spend my money and build memories now because now I'm in my 20s and now I'm in my mid-30s. And when I'm in my 40s or even 50s where I'm healthy and I can keep up and I can do all the things, I don't want to wait till I'm 70 to start living my life because guess what? At 70 and 80, if you're still around at that age, 
you're slowing down. It's only normal. So I, I totally um, resonate with that. I'm glad you shared Kantiki. And what's the other one you used? Antiki. <laughs> Amazing. So to go back to what you were sharing, I think the, the first thing that popped up that I was writing a note about was this concept of the more I do, the better I am. Okay. And that applies with a lot of people who have that mindset where the more productive I am, the more I give, 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 the more I slave for my family, the more I do as a mom, the more I run around, the more I'm sweating and anxious and just pulling my hair out equates being a better mom. And I'm curious to ask you is, is that something that is instilled within, within you when you grew up and how you saw your family? Or is that like society that you feel that's what's framed in society and you feel like you're molding in that like why do you have this thought as to why did you have this thought as the more I do the better mom I am I'm really not sure where that came from to be honest with you I can I can really vividly remember when I when we brought our first son home for the first time my husband had you know a few weeks off at home with us And honestly, I could not wait until he went back to work so that I could do it all by myself. I needed to, I I don't, maybe I needed to prove it to myself um, or to to him or to his family. I I really don't know like where that came from, but I needed to prove to everybody that I could do this, this shit on my own, that I knew exactly what I was doing and that I had it all under control. Um, so yeah, like I've I've never really worked out like where that came from, like you know that belief that you know that I had to do it all on my own. Um, That's totally fine. Not knowing, I mean, it's not a question yeah. you ask yourself. But even for those listening, you know, if you're a mom out there listening to this and you relate, because I know a lot of people relate who are not moms. So I could only imagine moms as well going the more I do the better mom I am like ask yourself where is that coming from did you see that growing up in your house did you see that in other people's houses did you see that when it's plastered around you in the city or country that you live in is it a cultural thing is it you know what I mean um and and it's okay not knowing but it's also interesting to like that curiosity is like absolutely yeah yeah that that level of awareness and self-reflection is really really important and I mean perhaps for me like when you were talking sort of there was always a kind of um like a level of disapproval I think from my um in-laws yeah you know I, I wasn't the good catholic girl and I was you know you know, a bit inappropriate and probably not the the ideal choice that they had for their their eldest son. Um, and so I think that was that was definitely part of it is like I need to prove to them that that I am I'm worthy, that I'm a good mum and I'm a good wife. And you know that so I think that's probably because like my family itself, like uh, I've got other childhood issues that came from that. We don't need to go into that right now. <laughs> but yeah, definitely it was that I need to prove myself to this to these people um and and then what I you know didn't realize until it was way too late was that you know I I was teaching that belief and that habit to my husband initially before we had kids and then to my kids that I was the lowest priority that my needs weren't as important as this and that's the second point that I wrote down, which ties into what you said about, I put my life on hold, right? So you first put yourself at the bottom of the party list. 
you do everything for everyone, your husband, your kids, getting approval from your in-laws, showing that you're like doing all the things. And then you put your life on hold while you're doing that. But life is like a car on a highway. They pass every second. There's cars passing and passing. It's Life is constantly happening underneath our feet. Whether we choose to stand still, whether we choose to just do for others, life is just happening and you can't stop time, right? And you're putting your life on hold and parking it on this imaginary shelf. How, how, how? How did you do that? And how did you come out of doing that? How did you wake up and go, fuck this shit. I'm done putting my life on a hold and I'm done waiting until kids are in their twenties. They don't need mom's help anymore. I can now do all things. What made you not wait until that point to go, I'm taking myself off the shelf and I'm taking myself off the fourth page of the to-do list and putting myself a little bit higher up on the list. Yeah, it was, it took a long time. I, I, I've got to admit, I must be a really slow learner <laughs> because, and to be honest with you, when I was like, my husband and I met when we were 18 um, and we've been together since then. I'm, I'm 51 this year. So we've been together a really long time. Wow. And um, when, uh, you know, when I was 18 and we first met, my loftiest goals were uh, get a job, get married, have kids. That was it. That's all I ever wanted to do. Like the idea of traveling never entered my mind. Um, you know, I didn't have these wild aspirations to, I didn't, didn't, I never went to university. I went from like high school here in Australia. It's like year 12 high school straight into, um, into the workforce um, at 18. And um, yeah, I didn't have these huge goals. And, and it was, it wasn't until sort of, quite a bit later you know in my life that I you know I'd lie awake and think this is just fucked like there's got to be more than this there is more has to be more to my life than than being the taxi and the cook and the cleaner and still having a full-time job while I'm doing all that um I just there has to be more I want to be more than this like can I ask at what age that happened I would have been probably um 40 yeah around yeah 35 to 40 I reckon I was I think I was unhappy like I to be honest with you I was unhappy for a lot longer than that because the balance of responsibilities was so off like um and so that that weighed on me as well but it wasn't until I was 40 that I'm like you know what I I've got crooked teeth and I want braces and I want to study, like, I'm, I'm not happy with my job. I want to, like, you know, I just spent so much time speaking to other mums while I'm sitting there watching my kid do sport. And I was listening to the same story over and over again. I wish I could do this, but I've got, you know, my kids and my husband. I wish I could do this, but, you know, I've got kids. And it's, and it's like, what? Like, and it was, it wasn't like they were, mad outlandish dreams it was like I've always wanted to write a kids book but I've you know I've, I've just got the kids and my husband to look after and I'm too busy and I'm like and I, you know it never really occurred to me at that time well, I, maybe it did that you know I was basically the world reflecting that, my life back at me yeah, yeah. um and I used, I used to my heart used to break for these women I'm like this you know this is just shit like you you deserve more we all deserve more and so I wanted to 
quit my job and and get into life coaching and, and just change people's lives. And it was only because I had, like, I finally engaged my own life coach who said, you know, you've chosen this shit life. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I need to get out there and spread that message to everyone else. Like, you, I've made this choice. And then, I, you know, I wanted to go overseas with my girlfriend um, for three weeks without my family, you know. And so I had these big dreams that I'd never had before. And... And they were, I mean, you know, it was all very exciting. And yes, I'd like to do this. And yes, and I'd like to do that. But then came the, okay, I'm going to have to ask for this stuff. I'm going to have to voice my needs. I'm going to have to say, I would really like to spend 10, you know, like $7,000 on my teeth. And I want to spend another $7,000 getting my life coaching qualifications. And then I want to spend another seven, like going overseas with my girlfriend without you. Is that okay with you? <laughs> and of course, I got heaps of pushback. It's like, well, you should have done all that before we got married and have kids because now our priority is our children. And, and if our priorities are not the same, then, you know, we've got a big issue here. Um, and so, you know, and I got the label of being selfish and I got the label of, you know, it's, you know, that's, that's not, you're not allowed to do that. Like, I'm not doing that. So why should you be doing that? And it's, it was hard. It was really, because there's also that, that voice in your head, like, am I being selfish? Like, do I really deserve this? Like, this is, I'm talking a lot of money. Like it was a lot of money for us. Do I really deserve it? And so not only am I trying to convince myself that I'm worthy, but then I'm trying to convince my family that I'm worthy. So it was, it was a really like, tough uphill battle trying to convince everybody including myself that I was worth it um, and that was that was a situation I created for myself I had taught them that it wasn't okay for me to to be at the top of the priority list and to to do things like that for myself we're the worst um, monster you know I, I think that we're our worst enemy because we think we're doing a favor by doing all the things, by people pleasing, by give, 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 by always being available. And partly, yes, it is important to do that. But if you never put yourself on the map and you never put yourself on the to-do list and you never put yourself on those priorities and you never put your goals at the same level as your kids or your husband, then you will start resenting the people in your life. And the only reason you will start resenting these people is because of you, because you chose to think and believe, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I, I want to just emphasize, we do it and we may not realize it. We do it and we may put everyone and give, 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 give. And then we go, I now am resenting my husband. I'm now resenting my kids because there's no me time. There's no mom time. There's no time to go maybe grab a drink with one of your girlfriends or go on that trip or spend the $10,000 on your braces. And it's hard to have that conversation. It's hard for you to gain the courage to muscle up, to have a conversation with your husband and go, well, you know, anyone who talks finances in their family, there's always a little tension, right? It's always a, whether you're very healthy or not, whatever your situation is, it's always tension when it comes to that topic, let alone then going, I have put myself on the back burner essentially for so many years and I now need to not put myself on the back burner. That's a difficult conversation to have. It's an extremely difficult conversation to have, especially with someone who's your partner for the last 30 plus years. You have children with them and you're going, mom wants to go on vacation without the family. 
mom wants to spend X amount of money to do what she wants to do. And I mean, you don't need their permission to do it, but at the same time, you're a unit, you're a family. You want to communicate this. You need to communicate this. And it's kind of, you're not asking them, you're kind of telling them, you know, it's not, do I have permission to spend this money to do braces? It's more like, I want to do this. This means a lot to me. And your husband's not wrong when he says, you know, like, why did you put yourself on the back burner all these years? And you go, I don't fucking know why. Cause I thought it was the smartest thing to do. I thought I should take care of the kids and I should be there for you. And I should do all the things for the house and be the Uber driver and the cook and the cleaning lady and all the fucking things. And then you go, but where am I in the equation? And then you wake up and you're in your forties and, or your mid thirties and you go, fuck this shit. You know? And the reason I asked you what age that hits you is because a lot of the people that I speak to, whether it be moms, dads, or anyone in general, when they have this, like, what I call midlife crisis of like, I hate my fucking corporate job. I'm unhappy in this relationship. I'm not satisfied with, is this just life? Is there anything more out of that? It's always between that age of like mid thirties, early forties, where people go, is this all there is? Because you've come enough of a way of living X amount of years and you see that you're not living for another 40, 50 years. You see that you've pretty much written the first 36 chapters of your life. And if you're lucky, you have another 36 to live, right? And you go, some people look at themselves and go, I don't want to, I don't want to keep writing this chapter. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to feel guilt. I don't want to feel shame. I don't want to resent my family. I just want to put a little bit of me time here and there and balance it out. You know, you're not, like you said, I'm not asking for like the moon, the stars and the rainbows. All I'm asking for is like three things. Yes, there's a dollar amount associated to it, but guess what? There's a dollar amount associated to most things you want to do and enjoy in life. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is, and it's definitely, um, a lot of it was feel the fear and do it anyway. Like you said, those conversations are super difficult and, and it was terrifying. Like if my hubby and I fight over anything, it's over money. And, um, and it's like, it's a really touchy issue. Um, but by the same token, I was like, I, like, I know, like I manage the finances, so I know exactly where we are. And if I thought for a, a, you know, a split second that this was going to fuck us over financially, then I wouldn't do it. But I know that we can make this work. Like, you know, and, and the other point that I really, really strongly need to make for, for like any mum, you know, working mums out there is, when you put yourself last, when you make yourself the lowest priority, you are teaching your kids, whether they are boys or girls, that that is the right thing to do. I do not, when my daughter's 12, I do not want her to believe, to grow up believing that she has got to sacrifice everything for her family. And I don't want my boys to expect that from their partners either. And that was that was probably one of the the really big things that kicked me up the ass and and just kept me like persisting and trying and and fighting for what I wanted was like this I do not want this habit to perpetuate into three more lives and then keep going forever forward in their kids lives as well because that's not the way it has to be like and that's, I mean, that's like my my mantra, my motto for, for my, my clients is you can be more than a mama. Like it's really important 
that um, that what you need for yourself and what you love to do, you make time for. I, I love that you shared that you're the example for your kids. And it seems simple and it seems like obvious, but it's so simple and obvious, yet people still don't realize your kids are watching you all the time. Whether you think they are or they're not, they are a visual sponge. They hear everything you say, they see everything you do. And nowadays kids are freaking brilliant more than ever, right? They catch on to everything. And you break the cycle by going, wait a second, I'm gonna teach my kids, my daughter, that it's okay to put herself on the fourth page of the to-do list and to put everyone's priorities above her. No, thank you. And I'm gonna teach my sons who are gonna have girlfriends and who are eventually may or may not get married that their wives should do that for them. No, thank you. I don't want that. I don't want to set that example. So you, what you did helped you, but what you did also helps your kids and the generations and the generations to go and go and go. And you set that example, right? You're breaking that, that mold. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, absolutely right. And it's, and sometimes that is, because mums, they like, the, and the mum guilt thing is just a whole another topic altogether. But what I find with a lot of mums, when I, you know, when they are struggling with this sort of thing, and I'm like, is that the lesson that you want to teach your kids? Do you want your daughter to be in the exact same position that you are now in, you know, 30 years' time? And they're like, nah. And I'm like, well, there you go then. Like, this is. You know, this is if if you can find no other reason to put yourself first and make yourself happier, then that is a perfectly bloody good reason to start. I love this. I love this conversation. And I'm so grateful. Um, thank you for just being honest and transparent and raw and just sharing from like your perspective. I, I really, really appreciate it. I want to ask you a famous question that I ask um, everyone that I, I work with. And the question is, what are you most proud of? What are you most proud of as a human or as a mom or as a woman or as a business owner? What is the thing in life at this point that you would say is your proudest moment? I would have to say that my proudest moment is, is finding the courage to stand up for myself and to ask for what I want and to make that happen in like I said the trip to Italy I got heaps of pushback for that and my girlfriend and I we went we went for three weeks over to Italy had a fucking amazing time and and I am I'm proud I'm really proud of of, of making that happen of being brave enough to ask for it and to actually physically make that happen. So that is, yeah, my courage to, to live the life that I'm now living. That's my proudest, my proudest achievement, I think. Thank you so much. Thank you again for, I know it's super late in Australia, but thank you. Okay. For, thank you again for doing this with me. I always love having um, incredible, like, guests on my podcast like yourself and I know you live completely on the other side of the world um, and it's late but I really appreciate you carving out some time to do this with me 
I've absolutely loved it. Thank, thank you so much for the opportunity. I've, it's, it's been a blast. I've really, really enjoyed, really, like really enjoyed the conversation. But yeah, it's it's been an absolute pleasure to, to spend this time with you. And I'm just, I love the fact that technology is the way it is, that we can, we can see each other's faces and we can talk to each other and hear each other's voices from right across the other side of the world. It's just fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And there you have it, episode 32, Mom Guild, where you can actually eat your cake and have it too. I want to leave you with a quote that resonated with me after the conversation I had with Tanya. And it says, putting myself first is taking care of my family. I cannot pour from an empty cup. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to share it on your social media platforms. The whole purpose with my podcast is to touch as many people all around the world and create a sense of relatability, connection, vulnerability, and I hope I'm able to do that. I'm wishing you guys a fantastic week. Until next Wednesday, ciao for now.